Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Check your weapons at the door. It's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The rigid tool calendar of Medicare podcasts. And now crapped out once again, Medicare expert Doug Jones. Hey, that was Drew McMillan. I think he might be talking about me. I'm Doug Jones, your Medicare expert for today. Good morning, everyone. And I say good morning because where I am, when I am, it is morning here in beautiful Arizona. I don't know what it is where you are. It could be the middle of the night. But anyway, welcome to the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. We're very happy to have you joining us today. I use the royal we as often as I can get away with it. Uh, this is the podcast that's designed to help you understand Medicare somewhat better than maybe you do and to feel less worried about that transition to Medicare that's headed your way. Now, some people in our audience have already crossed over the line. They're in the whole bright new world of Medicare, and everything is wonderful for them. Many of those people, I have been the agent for, the insurance agent. I have helped them acquire the Medicare insurance that they need for complete protection against huge medical bills if something bad should happen. And I'm looking forward to doing that with you. And I'm talking to you right there. You know who you are. If you approach Medicare, I want to be your advisor. I want to tell you what to do, and I want to tell you how to do it, and I want to tell you what to buy. I want to tell you how to buy it, and the whole process will eventually end with you feeling good about your your future with uh, any sort of uh, medical risk removed from your life. You will have uh, nothing but like a big security blanket wrapped around you for the rest of your life. Now, how do I convey this knowledge to you? How do I make sure that we've gotten you on the right track to cross over into Medicare? Well, I send you to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com to purchase a copy of my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. When you put that title in the search window, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, you're going to find at least four editions at Amazon from varying prices, varying levels of uh, uh, expense, but all of them have the same excellent knowledge, and any of the four will make you an expert in Medicare uh, far above the neighborhood that you live in, any of your friends, anybody you know, basically, uh, you're going to be able to lord it over them. You're going to be able to say, I know more than you do. So go to Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com, search in the search window, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. And uh, if you have finished that, if you finish the book, then you'll know what my contact information is. All you have to do is drop me a line and say, hey, what do I do now? And I will step up to the plate. I will spring into action and you and I will be a team 
to accomplish your Medicare transition. It'll be short, it'll be painless, and uh, you will be on your way into the the field of clover and and daisies where you'll spend the rest of your life just enjoying yourself. And I would say that that's true, but nobody believes me. So I'm going to ask Randy Carson, my erstwhile uh, podcast engineer and financial guru, if that's not true for him. Randy, did you find your Medicare transition to be a thing of beauty and pleasure? Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, okay. unfortunately, I'll tell you right up right up front, Doug, that unfortunately I didn't have you handle my stuff because uh, I didn't know you yet, but I yeah. I wished I would have because I I think I would have made a diff, a slightly, not a totally different decision because Margaret did some great research, but I think I probably would have done a little bit different, but bottom line is yes, I enjoyed the heck out of it because before that, I was, as you might imagine, self-employed, paying an arm and a leg and sending Ugh. them regularly to uh, Obama don't care. Yeah, that Obama don't care insurance was bad, bad juju. And so uh, you were lucky, actually, to hit age 65 to be able to walk into the world of Medicare, reduce your expenditures and increase your protection. So that's the way it works for most people. And I'm happy to see that most of my clients are pleased with my level of service and my assistance so anyway bottom line is nobody know every you know it's the reason that we have the website and the reason we have the podcast is that people like me you go oh i'm turning uh 60 oh my god i don't want to have anything to do with this my head is spinning please make it go away i will say that i have some uh clients who are still easily confused <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and sometimes and you even know one of them sometimes they'll be watching tv and they're they have this uncontrollable itch to pick up the phone and dial it because they want to talk to jimmy jj walker or joe namath or somebody and uh, those commercials are so pervasive that they actually make people who even know what crap they are uh, want to dial the phone. So I have to, it's like a counseling session. My, yeah. my patients will call me and say, what do I do? What am I missing here? Why do I want to call that number? And I, okay, take a couple of deep breaths and let me explain it to you again. Okay. Thank you very much. You so, know what I'm going to say about that, Doug? What's that? Whoever writes their ad copy, I've got to hand it to them. They are expert in writing one topic and the old IBM topic is FUD. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And yep. Tell, you know what, tell us what that you is. You know what FUD stands for? It's a fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And even yeah. if you know it, now obviously you're the expert. I'm not, but even as much as I know about it, and as much as we share and I work with you. Now, no, I don't fall for it anymore, but any if someone else were in that situation and they uh -huh. came up with one of those FUD ads. Yeah. You'd be going, well, do I really know what I'm doing? Right. What if I'm missing out on everything that I deserve? Yeah. I, I'm. Am I missing something? Should I get free toothbrushes? Uh, should J.J. Walker come take me to lunch? What am I missing? There's got to be something. And all they try to do is to get you to dial that number. It's like you're a robot. You're not in control of your reflexes. Once you dial that number, they've got a team of highly trained arm twisters that will uh, grab you. Through the phone, they reach through the phone and actually yes, grab they do. you and, and make you listen until you buy whatever it is they're selling just to get away from them. You know what else they'll do? What's that? Have you ever smoked in your life? And you go, 
Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Do you smoke now? No. I'll send you a pack of free smokes if you call this number. <laughs> yeah, you can start it over again. Remember how wonderful that was? Sure, I do. Oh yeah. You know the worst that you get the worst friend in the world is going. Oh, you're quitting smoking here. Go ahead and have one. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I know it. And I had friends that followed me outside back when uh, you you all of a sudden were not allowed to smoke in bars anymore. And I wonder what the hell is the world coming to? I'll just step outside and have a smoke. I would have actually friends come with me just to stand around me and and be close to me while I was smoking. And I understand that now because when I walk down the street and somebody's smoking, ah, I want to follow them home. No, I, I've. I've done the same thing, Dan. I, I have actually, Doug, I've followed people downwind uh-huh. so I can get some of the smoke coming my way. Yeah, yeah, it really is nice. Now, ex-smokers will tell me often that uh, eventually that goes away and it's disgusting to you, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I ha- Don't I believe a word they're saying. <laughs> I quit seven and a half years ago, and it's still a, a nice smell when I pass somebody who's smoking. Anyway, I've got some good news for the dudes in the audience. All you, yeah, la- yeah. what's all going you, on? All you ladies can uh, hide, cover your ears for a while because this won't apply to you. But uh, as a dude, I am um, always worried about my prostate, and I say to myself, "Prostate, you know, are you behaving yourself?" And and uh, I never get an answer. So I'm always concerned that I've heard about friends that have prostate trouble. And uh, the ones that I know the most detail about have had those radioactive seeds implanted to fight uh, localized cancer in their prostates. And uh, apparently, at least the ones I know, uh, apparently it worked. I mean, the ones that have died, I do know a guy who fell into the clutches of a, a bunch of witch doctors in California, and this guy became convinced that his cancer was caused by his his uh, former profession as a car body and, and fender man, and uh, he they convinced him that his diet was the only key to um, his prostate cancer being cured, and bang, he dropped dead in a real short period of time after giving those guys a whole lot of money. So, and when he was telling me about it, I could hear his voice coming from the grave. I knew that that was not the right way to go to cure prostate cancer. So I would say if your doctors are telling you something odd like that, run like the wind. But I ran across an article that says there is a new prostate cancer blood test that has 94% accuracy. And this, the good news is it's a blood test. So you won't have to hear that snap of the rubber glove and uh, you won't have to uh, bend over or whatever. Um, But anyway, this test uh, beats the currently used PSA, the prostate specific antigen blood test. It's more accurate than the PSA test. The research team that's using it says that the new test shows significant potential as an accurate and rapid cancer screening diagnostic. And um, I know that uh, a friend of mine had a PSA score that was fantastic. It was like 0.5, and uh, he uh, was uh, suffering many, 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 many trips to the bathroom every night. And so they slapped him into a hospital for a uh, greater examination. And it turned out he had prostate cancer that needed treatment immediately. He's still alive and well, but um, the PSA test is just not always accurate. It's not the best measurement of our uh, prostate health out there. So I just wanted to let you know that this PSA blood test, let's see, 
of course it's in england right now i don't know maybe i guess it'll come to the united states at some time or you could go to the university of east anglia and uh, say hey take my blood and and tell me what my prostate is up to uh the test was developed by oxford body namics in collaboration with the uea imperial college london and imperial college nhs trust i don't know anything about any of those organizations only about a quarter of the people who have a prostate biopsy due to elevated PSA level are found to have prostate cancer. So right there, I want a more accurate test so I don't have them cutting me open. Um, there has therefore been a drive to create a new blood test with greater accuracy. So they compared results to those of standard PSA tests and found that the new test significantly enhances overall detection accuracy for at-risk men. Uh, when tested in the context of screening a population at risk, the new test yields a rapid and minimally invasive prostate, prostate cancer diagnosis with impressive performance. So all of you dudes in the audience out there, I believe you're going to find that uh, future the future of medical science is uh, going to be beneficial to us all it's going to work to our advantage so i also have clients i like to refer to my clients because they're a source of a lot of my uh, podcast content and uh, i have clients who occasionally and this, this happened three or four times over the last few weeks uh have been shocked and surprised that dental routine dental treatment is not covered by Medicare. Now, these are people that have worked for large companies with rich benefit packages. And uh, when they retire, they say, okay, what do I need to do to uh, take care of my Medicare coverage in retirement? And what we often find is the fact that uh, we can get them the Medicare supplement, we can get them the drug plan, but we don't I don't when I say we I'm saying me I don't always think about the uh, uh, fact that they've come to rely on dental as a benefit that uh, is you know part of their lives for decades and so I should be more proactive and say hey if you want dental insurance I can set you up with some dental insurance um, but what I've got here uh, knowing that I've had some clients that didn't understand that some things are not covered by Medicare is a broader view of the Medicare, uh, the, the, the medical expenses that you might encounter that Medicare does not cover. And frankly, I'm going to preface this by saying as a taxpayer, I'm pretty darn happy that Medicare doesn't cover everything because if it did, it would be abused by a lot of people and it would be, hugely more expensive than it is right now i gotta tell you we are dragged along we're, we're the economy is uh, has like an anchor attached to it medicare and um, the uh, other one is the social security program are both just drags on our uh our uh, treasury and are in the performance of our our uh, economy and it's frankly just i i don't even like talking about it you can tell i'm uh, a little nervous i'm perspiring about the waste and so i wish these programs didn't exist in the way that they do because i think we would have a healthier economy if we encouraged personal responsibility people would have saved their own retirement funds uh i'm, I'm going to go back to 
Galveston, Texas. They got out of the Social Security program decades ago, and their city employees are wealthier for it because instead of being limited to a certain percentage of increase in value, they w- were able to invest their own funds in various market vehicles, and um, all of these guys retired with hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars in retirement funds, and that was just the Social Security part. The Medicare part is a little tougher to solve, but uh, we have many things that Medicare does not cover, and rather than be unpleasantly surprised, I thought maybe I'd share those things with the audience today. So the first thing, Let's see. Okay, I'm going to start at the top here. Turning 65 brings access to senior discounts galore. But there is no benefit of senior citizenship quite like Medicare. The federal program extends subsidized health insurance primarily to folks age 65 and older. But while Medicare coverage comes with numerous freebies, it's hardly free. Medicare beneficiaries pay into the system via taxes withheld from pay during working years. Ah, Ladies and gentlemen, that does not cover the cost of Medicare by a long shot. Additionally, Medicare coverage is not all-inclusive. Beneficiaries must cover all or part of certain medical expenses. So if you're on Medicare, you already know that, perhaps painfully well. But these costs associated with coverage can come as a surprise to folks who haven't yet signed up for Medicare. So here's a look at some of the more expensive, most common, and most surprising healthcare costs that Medicare does not cover. Now, they had to stretch to get to 10. Number 10, I've seen already, and it is not a cost that is likely to be a problem in most people's lives. But let's start uh, earlier in the article here. When talking about Medicare benefits, it's important to note that your out-of-pocket costs will vary depending on your coverage type. There are two main types of Medicare. Original Medicare, uh, which is offered directly by the federal government's Medicare program, and Medicare Advantage plans, otherwise known as Medicare Part C plans. Ooh, Randy's shaking his head no. Wow. Whiplash. Uh, These are offered by private insurance companies that are approved by the Medicare program. Medicare Advantage plans must cover all the same services. That's not true. They must cover actuarially equivalent risk. So they don't have to cover all the same services that original Medicare covers. Uh, So as you read on, remember that some of the following costs may not apply with certain Medicare Advantage plans. All right. I don't believe that's true. But number one. Any care, any medical care that you receive outside the United States is not covered by Medicare, with uh, one exception that I know of, and that would be if you're traveling in British Columbia and you're closer to a Canadian, or you're traveling in the United States, you're closer to a Canadian hospital, uh, you're in Washington State, just south of British Columbia, there are some places where your best bet if you need a mid, immediate emergency treatment is to go to a Canadian hospital on the other side of the border and Medicare will pay for that. Or if you're driving from Washington to Alaska and a medical emergency arises and your closest thing is a uh, Canadian hospital. So that is one way that you can get medical care outside the U S also, there's something about if you're on a cruise ship and you need medical treatment, you're within six hours of a U.S. port then that is also another legal nicety that Medicare allows you. Other than that, if you're not in the United States, Medicare won't pay for whatever treatment you need. Um, 
And what I do is I sell a Medicare supplement that not only protects people in the United States, but also has a limited benefit, a $50,000 benefit for emergencies that occur in foreign countries. And that provides a cushion for people who are traveling. Number two, premiums. You might be surprised to learn that federally subsidized health insurance can have premiums, but that is the case with Medicare. For 2023, the monthly premium for Medicare Part B is, um, that's the, the part of Medicare that handles your outpatient medical expenses, probably the kind that you're most uh, going to encounter. Uh, that is $164.90 per month. Uh, and if you have been successful, then you're going to be subjected subjected to a success penalty that I call IRMA, I-R-M-A-A, Income Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. And that'll bump it up substantially as the government reaches deeper into your pocket to celebrate your success with you. Um, <clears throat> long-term care. If you are a patient in a nursing home and you need care for a long period of time because you're getting uh, unable to perform the activities of daily living, uh, then long-term care is an expense that you cannot ignore, but it is one that Medicare does not cover. It'll cover it for a short period of time, but basically custodial care, once you're finished with uh, intensive nursing home uh, care uh, that's skilled care, when you're into custodial care, uh, which is basically helping you eat, helping you go to the bathroom and all that stuff. Uh, that is not going to be a benefit that Medicare provides for you. Dental care, routine dental care is not a part of Medicare. You're going to have to get that on your own. And uh, like most insurance brokers, if I have a client who wants to pay for dental insurance. First of all, that client's going to be surprised at the cost of paying for his own dental coverage because he might have been uh, employed by a company that had a plan and the company paid a large chunk of the premium. Well, now we've got a plan that he has to pay for himself in total. And so that's always a kind of a surprising cost. I'm I'm guessing that you're looking at between 40 and $60 per month per person to get a good dental plan. Um, but Medicare will cover uh, dental treatment that you need if your teeth are injured in the, as a result of an accident or if you have a disease that causes dental problems. That's where Medicare is going to pay for your dental costs, but that's not going to happen to most people. Number five, hearing aids. Uh, sorry, but Medicare is not going to pay for hearing aids. Number six, routine vision care. I'm going to say right now that when I provide dental coverage for a client of mine who wants to pay for a freestanding dental plan, it's always dental and vision and maybe hearing as well. So DVH, those three things that I mentioned are typically covered by a standalone plan that one has to pay for themselves. So don't forget to ask your insurance agent, and I hope that's me, uh, about getting uh, some dental, vision, and hearing coverage on their own. Uh, number seven, routine foot care. That would include cutting and removing corns, calluses, trimming, clipping, or cutting toenails. Isn't that all the same thing? Trimming, clipping, or cutting 
toenails. Hygienic maintenance or other preventive maintenance, such as cleaning and soaking the feet. I don't know what all this stuff. <laughs> I've never really had a foot problem, but maybe other people do. And I have to say that this kind of thing is not routinely covered by Medicare. So it's uh, the sort of thing that one will have to pay for as a uh, as uh, an outside expense. Number eight, chiropractic care. It seems to me that there is some chiropractic care allowed in Medicare, and I haven't studied it. I'm from the old school where chiropractors were not considered real doctors. And so I'm used to chiropractors not being paid in the same way as medical doctors are paid. Um, It says here, if you have Original Medicare, a supplemental Medigap plan may be your best bet. Seniors have few options when it comes to saving on chiropractic care, as it's not among the extra benefits that Medicare Advantage plans commonly offered. Okay, Uh, number nine of the 10 items, acupuncture. Okay, here we are, uh, you know, back in the Chinese witch doctor arena. I have never used acupuncture and never uh, been convinced that it it actually did anything worthwhile. But, you know, some of you younger Medicare (laughs) uh, participants may feel differently about uh, acupuncture, but Medicare is not going to cover acupuncture to the best of my uh, experience. And the last is massage therapy. While original Medicare will cover a limited number of acupuncture sessions in one situation, it won't cover any massage therapy sessions in any situation. 100% of the cost is on the patient every time. If you go to Medicare.gov and type into the search window, is my test item or service covered? I know that's a mouthful. Is my test item or service covered? It will lead you to a lengthy list of tests items and services and each one is a clickable item on the list and it will tell you if or how much medicare will cover the cost of that test item or service randy and i have spent a lot of time with that list and we may do that again uh, as a guessing game to see what's covered and what's not covered but that's the best way to learn the information if you like acupuncture or if you need foot treatment then uh, this would be the place to go medicare.gov into the search window type, is my test item or service covered? Someday we'll have some fun with that, Randy. That'll be uh, uh, reliving old times where we have a guessing game and you try to tell me whether or not you think stuff is covered by Medicare. You remember the old days when we used to do that? He's ignoring me now. No, I was actually not ignoring you. I'm preparing for the stump the insurance expert question of the day you know that's always a little embarrassing are we sure that we want to stump the insurance expert (laughs) well it's on it's not on insurance topics oh okay Uh, let's go ahead then directly let's go ahead then (laughs) okay so do you want a historical easy question or no way yes yes (laughs) Uh, okay all right well i'll give you a, a historical easy question then and it's one of those, you know, what happened today in history sort of a deals. Okay, I never know. I fail. I have a, a dismal record of uh, answering those kinds of questions correctly. So it happened today in, uh, oh, let's see, uh, 1903. Oh, Jesus, uh, 1903. <laughs> a God. little bit before your time, but certainly I'm to- not certainly not out of your purview because this uh, particular situation was a very famous 
Very famous individual. Okay. Was it uh, Roosevelt? Teddy Roosevelt? Uh, No. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's see. It was... I know that the uh, Spanish-American War ended in 1898. Actually, I think it started and ended in 1898. So I'm going to say that it has nothing to do with a war the United States was involved in. Was it, it wasn't the, well, that was Teddy Roosevelt sent the white fleet around the world full of, you know, battleships and naval might to scare other nations into behaving themselves. Is that uh, what we're looking at here? No. Okay. (laughs) Jeez. Now, you should know this. It's in Chicago. Oh, it's a World Series between uh, the Sox and the Cubs. Uh, No. So I'm just going to have to. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Charlie McCarthy. Oh, is that when Walter Winchell was born? Uh, Well, no, it was Edgar Bergen, but... Um, ah, yes. <laughs> All right. I, I'm causing my own embarrassment. I understand that. So anyway, uh, Edgar Bergen was born in Chicago, Illinois. Yep. Yep. And on February 16th of 1903. Oh, a red letter day in anybody's book. Yeah, I absolutely. I have one more, you know, kind of a bonus question and you can, you can, retrieve your honor on bu- dump uh, dump <laughs> stop well i always something i always share additional information about whatever topic it is because i can't shut up and uh that's why this podcast is often three hours long but um edgar bergen was a funny funny guy i remember as a kid enjoying his uh comedic uh ventriloquism but the best thing he ever popped out was his daughter and um, she was a hot yep. patootie back in the day. Yeah. All right. I got one more. This is a bonus question. So I already okay. gave you one of the answers. Charlie I'm McCarthy. Ready. I'm ready. Who, who was one more of his characters? Mortimer Snurd. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you got God. it. Thank God. <laughs> All right. You, you won today. I have not stumped the insurance expert. Well, not completely anyway, but you uh, you get points for being creative. So anyway, we need to go ahead and sign off. As usual, we only put 75 cents in the meter today. So we need to go ahead and sign off. But there's a few things I always want to take care of because I want to make sure that our audience is very clear on a few topics, one of which is that Doug Jones is licensed nationwide to take care of your Medicare insurance needs. Sometimes we don't make that as clear as we would like. You can call, contact him always at dbj at mlmmailbag.com, or you can go to the website at medicareforthelazyman.com, fill out a questionnaire, uh, just look at the stuff. We've got a lot of cool stuff on there. And we talked about the books, I think, already. So one more thing is please try to find some place to rate our podcast and the book. Five stars each would be awesome. But for today, let's go ahead and sign off. Thank you for joining us. You could have been a number of different places and you weren't. You were with us spending some time listening to Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. And you have just spent about 32, yeah, 32 and a half, I think, 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy hailing out of the great state of Oklahoma, now living in Cave Creek, Arizona, in his fortress of solitude. Mm, Goodbye, everybody.